Hello, podcast listeners. We have something special for you for the next nine weeks, and that is nine weeks of 99. So if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, email magazine, you might have heard a few of these episodes. In fact, the first six episodes of this were released on that newsletter over the last year. These were special bonus episodes that we did for subscribers. Well, we could do something like put these on Patreon and make people pay to listen to them or whatever, but we're not like that here at the 80s and 90s. So for the next nine weeks, every Thursday, we will have a bonus episode of the 80s and 90s uncensored called 99, which is, as the name says, all about the year 1999. So we hope you enjoy these special bonus episodes. Here's episode number one. Welcome to the 80s and 90s Presents 99, where every day is a party like it's 1999. Here's your hosts, Jamie Fenderson and Milo Dennison. Today we're talking about four things, um, four reasons why 1999 was awesome and even deserves its own podcast. And I, I, I got reasons. Do you got reasons? Sure or do. Can you, you can just make them up because it's not hard to find reasons why 1999 were awesome. Well, there were also reasons why 1999 sucked, too. Well, you could say that about every year. Yeah. I mean, relationships-wise, man, I was I was living with some chick. We fought all the time. Well, that's your own fault. It's not the, That's not the year's fault. <laughs> was working in a call center, answering questions, and be like, why, why, why am I being billed this? Because it's a tax. You live in America. You pay taxes. That's why you're being billed this. I don't agree with this. Well, I don't have to tell you. Well, that sounds like it sucked. Well, I'll give you my first reason then to kind of counter that point. Okay. My, my life, my teenagers sucked like in the, like 96, like 95, 96, that those were some bad years for me, mm-hmm. but I finally got into the Navy. So I was, I, I, here's why it was awesome. One, I was young. I was like 20 years old. Right. And being young is better than being old. In my opinion. I agree with that. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, when you're older, you're wiser and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a thousand times wiser, but I get rid of that and be a dumb 20 year old any day. I I, I would um, because I'm wiser, but I'm also fatter. I'm tired. I'm beat down. Um, and I pretty much hate the world around me. So 99 was awesome because I was young and I was optimistic about life and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was in the military. I was floating around on a ship, traveling the world. And even when I came back to Homeport, I was like near Tokyo. So I was partying with my homies in Tokyo, 1999, like partying in Tokyo. And I had a hot girlfriend, now ex-wife, then hot girlfriend, dude, partying in Tokyo and like port hopping in 1999 as a 20-year-old guy with your homies. That was amazing. Um, so whether, even though you didn't have such an amazing year, cause you were working in a call center, listening to schlubs talk about they don't like taxes or whatever and living with some crazy girl. You were still young. You were still young as bad as it might've been. You're right. I did have a lot of fun then. Like, you know, and she wasn't, I mean, you know, we, I, we still had fun together on occasion at that girl and yeah, I was in my twenties. So I'm going out having good, you know, Friday nights out with the friends and that kind of stuff that you don't really do too much anymore. And, you know, I was making decent money in the call center. So that's all good too. So what's your, what's the reason you have 99 was, was awesome. Napster. (laughs) Napster started in 1999. So for people who don't remember Napster, this was the kind of original 
torrent site or file sharing site. And you had to use dial-up, of course, because it was 1999. <laughs> so you log into your computer on dial-up. You go to Namster and you're like, okay, is there a copy of you know, the Eagles Hotel California on here? Yes, there is. Sweet. Download. And six hours later, you'd have a copy of that song. <laughs> Yeah, you could steal a movie like a chap, champ with Napster, dude. Totally. It was good times. Whatever <laughs> happened to Napster? It went away, man, because I think they got sued. I, you know, the government shut them down. I think they got sued or something like that. So basically, they got shut down. So we were at Napster. Yeah, it was fun, like just illegally pirating music and, and just getting any kind of music you wanted for completely free. Yeah. But it was kind of unfair to the artist, I suppose. I, I agree. And I'm, I'm, you know, like I would never illegally download something now being the wiser person than I am. But yeah, I agree. It, it, the, especially with like musicians, because they, it seems like they make a lot of money, but a lot of the money they make actually goes to the um, record companies and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so they need a lot of that. I mean, now with Spotify, I mean, they make like 0.001 cent every time that song's played or something like that. So it's not like a lot of money. Most of their money comes from touring. <laughs> they make less than we do on this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bounce off that and just say technology in general in 1999 was kind of at its peak. And I'll, I say that because you, you had the internet, right? Mm-hmm. You had cell phones, but you didn't have social media and you didn't have smartphones. Not really. So I think that was the peak of technology where you could have a phone in your pocket and make phone calls, maybe play a little snake, but that was it. And you had the internet and some e-commerce stuff was coming up. So you could surf the web and maybe even do a little bit of e-commerce, but you weren't taking pictures of your brunch and, and selfie and all this kind of stuff all the time, right? Social media hadn't really kicked in, which I think, I think social media sucks. Um, and the whole narcissistic culture that we have sucks. We, we thought in 99, like the internet was going to be the great equalizer and people would have equal access to information and all this stuff. And I think it just, what we found out disappointingly is it made people dumber. They're just shouting into their own echo chambers with social media and stuff. And they're just, their heads are hunched over on their phones and it's pretty awful. It's pretty dystopian, but it wasn't at that time. At that, that time, I think technology was at its peak. And if I could say, hey, wh- what year should we have Like, wh- where we had the perfect uh, balance of technology? It would be 1999. Yeah, that's a, you make a valid argument because we didn't have social media like we do now. And people thought the internet was going to make us smarter. It was going to give us more information. But the reality is it shares so much misinformation that it's making people dumber. And then yeah. you added social media that and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember dialing up on the internet back then and being like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. But I didn't spend all my time in front of the computer either, you know, like people do now or all the time on their phones. You'd occasionally jump on there, send a few emails and stuff like that. That's pretty much all I used the internet for back then, occasionally yeah. going to a website. And that was pretty much it. It was cool. It was a good time for the internet. And phones, yeah, I had a mobile phone. It was the old school Ericsson phone that literally could just place and receive calls. That's all you needed it for. And it was fucking fantastic for that. Yeah. So that that's, the, um, if, if, if I, I think 
if we were going to like stop technological advancements, we should, we could stop at 1999 and we'd be okay for the rest of humanity. I think we ought to, we should have done that. We should have said, Hey, this is it. We're at the peak and this, we're not going any further. And we'd still haven't, we, we still have our Ericsson's and we'd still talk like normal people. And I wouldn't show you a picture of my hamburger. <laughs> hey man, if that hamburger looks delicious though, then I'll be like, Hey, I want to go get that hamburger. Mm, like, yummy. like, and subscribe. <laughs> follow me and I'll share more pictures of my hamburger. Yeah. Like, and follow and subscribe. Yummy. Smash that like button. <laughs> All right, for my next one, I'm going to go the cartoon or TV show Family Guy debuted on Fox TV. Uh, I mean, back then, and you had you had the Simpsons and and uh, that kind of stuff, but like the Family Guy really kind of took it to another level. And you could talk as much shit about it now, you know, being kind of repetitive with each episode, and it's kind of lacked that uniqueness in comparison to other stuff that's out on now. But back then, it was a revolutionary show. When that show came on, p- people were like, wow, this is fucking hilarious. And what was cool about it is the fact that it wasn't even popular then. Like, the fir- it, they did, I want to say, three or four seasons, and then it got canceled because it was so not popular. But the DVDs came, came out, and it was so popular on DVD that they then brought it back. That's how in the, what happened to the show. And I remember like I have the, D, the DVDs of those first few seasons sitting in a box in storage. And uh, a buddy of mine installed a DVD player in his truck and was showing me like, look what I can do on my DVD, you know, and play movies as I'm driving down the road on, on a tiny little screen that he, you know, attached to the dash. And it was like, let's watch some Family Guy while we're driving down the road. And it's like, all right, sweet Family Guy. Uh, yeah, so I, it was, a it was a memorable show to have debuted back in that year. Wow. So that came out in 1999? Debuted in 1999. In my head, in my mind, it seems newer. Like I didn't know it was a 99. Wow. Okay. So that show is older than I thought. Yeah. January 31st, 1999. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was a naughty, like in the naughties. Is that what they call the two thousands now? Naughties. Is it? Not, naughties, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Don't you know that? No. It's called the naughties or the knots, the 2000s. Now you know. See, I, I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. That's a, a, yeah, and that was even, that's the show, that's Seth MacFarlane. That's the show that said, hey, Simpsons, you did good by being controversial and stuff, but check this out. <laughs> it's a whole new level of, controversial adult cartooning right here. Yeah. It took the Simpsons to the next level. Absolutely. And Seth MacFarlane's fucking brilliant. I mean, the movies, the music across the board, he's such a multi-talented person. I think he's a, he just wants, he just creates. I don't think he has a choice. Like he probably dreams about creating things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good choice. Bouncing off that. My next choice is I think 1999 was the single best year in film since that medium was invented. I will say, I will say that. I will say that. I don't know if I want to name all the movies. Because well, name, we might. name a few, because I need some justification for this. I, I don't know if I'm buying it. So here's the thing. It's, it's not any single movie. It's the fact that so many movies came out that year that were good. Okay. It's the sheer number of good movies that came out that were good. You know what I mean? 
every year has good movies, but I don't think there was any year that came out where there were just so many. Two of my three favorite movies in the entire universe came out that year, Fight Club and Office Space. True. You had The Green Mile. You had The Matrix. Um, you, you had, you just had just so many movies came out that year. It was just a great year to be the movie buff. If you like film, it's like every week they had a new movie coming out at the theater. That was awesome. Every week they did. So I, I invite you to look at the number of good movies, like American beauty came out that year. That's another good one. Just loads and loads of of fantastic movies came out in 1999. And that's why I say, and that's why I make the assertion that it's the best year in movies. It's not that the best movie ever came out that year. That's debatable. But I will argue that there, the sheer number of fantastic movies that came out within that one year period make it the best year in film. And when you're a guy in, in the Navy, and you're broke half the time because you spent all your money out in town. you got a movie theater and it's cheap because they want to keep sailors out of trouble with cheap movies, right? At the theater. So my buddy Crow and I, man, we're just, we're just watching movies left and right. We're just, where are, the, where are those guys? They're not hanging out. They don't hang out anymore. That's they're in the movie theater. That's just always in the movie theater watching movies. So I, I invite you to look at the list of movies that came out in 1999 and, and, and tell me, there, that there's another year with the sheer number of fantastic movies that came out in a single year. And I don't think you can find one. That's my assertion. I'm sticking with it. I thought it was the best, the best movie year ever. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't argue with you because I haven't really looked it up. So I'll take your word for it, but you are right. A lot of really good movies came out in 1999. So I can't argue that aspect, whether it was the best year, who knows? Well, you want, I could say, well, that's arguable, but it's not because I'm fucking right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so for my last one, I'm going to go New Year's 1999. Oh. So that was Y2K New Year's where lots of people thought that the world was going to end because all the computers were going to fail and all this random stuff with that planes were going to fall out of the sky. So people really kind of went to town that new year. It was the first time I had been to Las Vegas. Not that I'm a huge fan of Vegas, truthfully, but me and the girlfriend I mentioned earlier, we did a road trip. So we drove down to Las Vegas and we, and we went over to Spokane to visit some friends, got in a huge fight, didn't talk for like, you know, the next portion of the trip down to Utah to visit my grandparents, started talking again around that point in time in Vegas, where we then stayed in the world's seediest motel where there were like prostitutes in the parking lot and, <laughs> you know, ended up in one of the casinos for the night, just had a blast partying it up because, you know, it was 1999. We didn't have a lot of money at the time or anything like that. And then drove back up through Monterey, California and up the coast back to Seattle. And uh, it was just a, it was just a unique new year to experience. And I think Las Vegas was the, a fantastic place to experience that particular new year. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing as my final one as well. Hmm. Wow. Partying like it was 1999, New exactly, Year's Eve, right? Dude. Yeah. Where were you? Were you in Japan? Yeah, I was in Japan and, um, 
every year in December, we go to Hong Kong and you can get, I don't know about now what's going on now, but back then you could get some nice tailor-made suits in Hong Kong for a great price. So me and the buddies, we all got fitted and picked our cloth and got some sweet suits and we're young. So we look good. Right. If I wear it now, it's like, Oh, that guy's a banker. He's probably going to have a heart attack soon. Something like that. But back then you're slick. Right. And uh, so we were looking good and I had my then girlfriend, she was like a hot girl. Right. And, and so we all went out in our suits and she's all dressed up like all sexy, like, and we were like club hopping in Rapungi, which is like a party district in Tokyo. So we're like club hopping, getting all this attention, just dancing around, drinking too much. And then I don't know where we ended up for the, for the, the countdown, probably one of the bars. And then I got my smoochies from my hot chick and all this. And some of the guys there, they just found some Japanese girls to kiss. And then, uh, yeah, then we continued partying until we finally um, had to go back to the base. And so we're just kind of at the train station in our suits, but we're kind of scraggly looking because we've been partying all night. And we got our vending machine coffee and stuff, you know, sitting at the sitting at the train station after a good night. And we're like, yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that anymore, man. New Year's comes around nowadays and I'm already asleep. I'm like, oh, that's New Year's. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good time though, man. That was good. Good memories. All right. Well, that is four things that make 1999 the greatest year. If uh, you want to tell us what you were doing in 1999, check us out on Twitter at the 80s and 90s com. And we're, we're out of here like 1999 because <laughs> it's gone, dude. That was like 20 years ago or 22 years ago, something crazy. You, you know what's funny, Milo, is now when you hear that Prince song, that Prince song is it's Prince and he's singing about like, oh, we're going to party like it's 1999. But he's thinking about the future. And now when I hear that song, I think about the past, like, oh, I wish I could party like it's 1999. And we're thinking like 20, more over 20 years in the past. Yeah. Like, I wish I still could party like it's 1999. <laughs> I wish I was thinking 1999 was the future, like <laughs> Brits did when he sang that song. Because now when I hear it, I think about the past. Oh, so sad.